Greetings and welcome to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Michael. A special treat for you today. I sit down with Brother John Paul, who is from the community of St. John, a different religious community than uh, the Dominicans uh, here, our order of preachers, but he's here on a visit. And we just met and I thought, hey, come on the podcast and tell us a little bit about who you are, uh, your community, and what brought you into religious life. So fascinating conversation with someone who we just met, <laughs> just kind of person on religious on the street, if you will, interview. And it talks a little bit about his own upbringing, some really insightful reflections on discernment. That is, how do you know where you're called to do what God is calling you to do? And, and finding that certainly in his own life, especially in the silence and his own passion for the fine arts. And he's an artist himself and how that contributes to uh, preaching and evangelization. And then finally, we get into some uh, fun stuff about family background and have a little bit of a back and forth over pizza styles, New York versus Chicago style pizza. So, so stay tuned for that at the end. So whether you're on the go or taking it slow, many, many blessings as you enjoy today's show. Greetings and welcome to St. Dominic's Weekly. This is Father Michael. I am joined by a very special guest. Even though he's not Dominican, I would say very special. <laughs> Brother John Paul. Welcome, Brother John Paul. Thank you. Very good. So I thought it was interesting. We are here on the feast of St. Pope John Paul II or St. Paul or St. John Paul the Great, if you will. And there were uh, our live stream. Certainly, uh, we do uh, morning and evening prayers that certainly you're always welcome to log in. It's always live. You can join the friars in terms of praying every morning for morning prayer, typically on, on weekdays at 7.15 or 8.15 on Saturday or in the evening at 5 p.m. And over this last couple days, someone has, I've had several people ask me, Who's the guy in gray with you? <laughs> Who's that guy? Is that is it like a just like a, a pre novice or a post novice or something else? And so, who are you, Brother John Paul? Yeah, Father, just uh, somebody just came up to me today yeah. saying that. Well, it's like Gandalf the Gray among <laughs> many. Gandalf I love it. I love that. You so, mean, this uh, is the, this is, you're you're still in the, the kind of pre, you're still in the fellowship mode. Exactly. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. I'm still waiting for that next level of <laughs> to be what? Yeah, it's exactly, funny because people exactly, just uh, exactly. Yeah, we got the they're all the just. <laughs> I mean, most people just think there's like a hierarchy thing. Like, <laughs> what does that guy do? It's, it's true. Even amongst now, now this is going to be full disclosure, but but the habit. I have there's no like official maybe the same for you sure, in your community sure. there's no like official like this is the white Dominican white yeah. the reason why Dominicans took white as you may know is because it was the least expensive you don't have to dye it so it's mm -hmm. just like you know give me any old bed sheet kind of thing that's yeah. kind of the spiritual motivation but but now you know it's kind of like so the the particular bolt of material that my this particular habit was made out of is kind of a yellow has a yellowish yeah. hue so people will be like Oh, is there some? Do you have like the pastor's hue or something? Or like, there's something special, or what? Actually, when I was on pilgrimage, uh, I had in my, I had a kappa that's kind of faded as well. People are like, what religious order are you? And I was standing next to another Dominican who had a crisper white and a darker black kappa, and they're like, he's a Dominican. We we don't know your order. And I'm like, oh, curses. So, so the habits people really really uh, focus in on as as well they might in terms of yeah. The, I mean, the it's colors. supposed to be a sign. It, yeah. Amen. So, what community do you belong to? So the community of Saint John. Okay. Uh, founded by a Dominican, French Dominican in 1975. Okay, so uh, relatively so, new group. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I'm still in formation. Uh, yeah. I've been in the community for over nine years now. Nice. Um, yeah, so it's been quite an adventure. I've lived in Europe. I uh, lived in Europe for four years, studying nice. in France and New Jersey, Peoria, Illinois. Nice. So. And you're here, you, you've been at St. Albert's at our formation house for yeah. a little while with a visit. And then you're visiting here at uh, St. Dominic's uh, just to see, you know. St. Dominic's. How could you not? Yeah. How can you not make I've a heard so much about it. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. If you want to, if you want to go right to the, the top of the order. No. Exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And I, I think, uh, it's, it's interesting. I, I'm not super familiar with the West coast, but, mm -hmm. um, I'm just really passionate about evangelization and intellectual spiritual formation. So, uh, what better place to discover that than here and just try to 
picking some wisdom uh, <laughs> Very good. From, uh, from my brothers. Excellent. I thought it might be good to have you on the show. Literally, we met for the first time just a few hours ago. <laughs> I literally don't know anything about you. You really don't know anything about me. So what better person to interview? Exactly. <laughs> so we all news Fresh to me. Meat, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All new, news to me. So just maybe step back at just where you're from and, and how you just give us sure. a little bit about your background. It'd be interesting. Sure. Yeah. So I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Oh, wow. Okay. Actually, Chicago. Okay. Not the suburbs. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. It's, it's chicken by a true city boy. Like, no, not the suburbs in the city. Yeah. It's, that's the follow-up question. Okay. It's like, yeah. so what suburbs? Like, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> so come from a big Catholic family. I've nice. got uh, six older brothers. Wow. So I'm the seventh boy. Really? Which is kind of rare. Well, <laughs> yeah. How, did, how is it like being the, I mean. What, it's kind of like religious life. I, I, I was going to say, you're kind of like fit for religious life already. Is it true that the youngest is, well, I'm not going to, well. It, well, I'll just ask us. I'll be nice. I'll ask us a question. Is it true that the youngest is spoiled? Well, actually, I'm very exceptional. Very no. exceptional <laughs> okay. because uh, I have a younger sister. Oh, so okay. my parents okay. finally got a girl oh. after my mom was already 45 years old, oh, and they got a girl. Pleasant. She's five years younger than me. So, wow. uh, so they got. So she got all the good spoilage, <laughs> and I was just basically beat up on. Okay. And, uh, okay. So, so basically, you that's were why the I'm so class. like strong and like resilient <laughs> well, and persevering. Let stuff. me say, if you're if you fight for food, if the brother right before you had been a girl, though, you might not exist. True yeah. or false? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> no, probably, probably <laughs> false. Probably my parents okay, are just always going. like, okay, all right. I've talked about my parent, my parents about like yeah. family planning and yeah. stuff. They're like, our plan was to have as many kids as God can give us. Okay, <laughs> so no, no, basically, no, God's plan. <laughs> yeah, God's plan. <laughs> Not a lot of practicality. Well, they, there you Period. go. Eight, eight so, kids. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice. And so, so growing up, we were in terms of schooling. What was Catholic education? Yeah. Or? So my okay. parents uh, invested a lot. We were very kind of lower middle mid middle class family, and um, my parents just really invested in Catholic education because that was for them like. The, the most important thing to yeah. transmit to their kids is the faith. So uh, invested in the, the Catholic education, um, kind of went down, uh, yeah, different different paths for my different brothers because we were, we were all like really troublemakers, okay. a bunch of boys. Yeah, so, sure. Uh, Mischievous. So, yeah, exactly. I can see it in your eyes already. <laughs> <laughs> you got a little mischievousness there going. Yeah. Yeah, so I ended up. Um, you play sports and all the kind of kind of things. Yeah, so yeah, we okay. pretty much have like a basketball team. I was going to say you got your own team. Your last name is Pushouts. Pushouts. So German. Uh, really? Yeah. Just spelled just like it sounds. No, okay. it's it's got a Z okay, in okay, it okay. and stuff. So, okay. so yeah. the Pushout family. Pushouts. Yeah, Pushouts family. Okay, yeah. Very good. So uh, big sports guys. Uh, we're all uh, not pushovers, but pushouts. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> you haven't heard that before, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so it's a big sports family. Oh, you, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you. <laughs> this is it's what you tough. do to a host. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but also um, very, very much into the arts. So my mom's mm. a self-taught painter. Oh, wow. Um, and my father's a great musician. So uh, just always music and art around the house. And it wasn't until I entered religious life that I realized that everybody's not just a crazy artist. <laughs> really? Oh, that's interesting. Because I was like, wait a second. They're not thinking like me. They're like calculating and planning uh -huh. and stuff so so the, yeah. do you think all do you think all your your siblings have a kind of artistic oh yeah i mean they're all yeah. uh, they're all professional artists pretty much really? like that level of art except for one of them he's more of an athlete but um okay. very yeah so i've got uh, brothers in bands punk rock bands really and music therapists and professional painters what's a music therapist so it's a new therapy that uh basically just does therapy with um with music so um, so it's much like art, art therapy, just kind of non-traditional methods of just helping people to deal with whatever they're going through, through the, the beauty of music. And huh. Is it different than like when I want to key myself up and I put on Beethoven's fifth and get all riled uh, up? Or? It's kind of different. I mean, okay. yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, it's kind of interesting. My sister, my sister's the music therapist. Okay. Uh, so she, now she's working for the, the public school system and she, she deals with students who have uh, maybe learning disabilities mm. or behavioral problems and, yeah. or just classes doing just showing the students that there's, uh, there's another outlet to, interesting. uh, so kind of using music as an emotional kind of connective point. Yeah, or? and just very spiritual. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, she's pretty much just like 
a, a therapist pretty okay. much using music as a medium so okay. yeah oh, that's interesting yeah exactly and and in terms of your own vocation are you uh, how, how did that go? Like, how, how did you get involved, kind of interested in religious life? Did you have other siblings who were kind of um, interested? Your parents? No. Or, okay. <laughs> so my friend, my dad was a seminarian, actually. Oh, well, he met well, my mother. Well, um, there you go. Yeah. A diocesan, so, or was he a religious yeah. life? Okay, okay. Yeah, dis- diocesan seminarian. Okay. Um, met my mother at a charismatic prayer meeting. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and then, yeah, history... Uh, Okay. Makes so they both care. So charismatic. Christians so um, yeah, I mean, um, at that time, as they describe it, like yeah. time in the church, like the charismatic community was was like a place where they was really very orthodox and very uh, dynamic. So um, yeah, so they there was a place where they not super involved in that later later in our our lives, but um, yeah, so it's definitely part of their history. My, my dad was the, the guitarist. Was so. a guitar? Oh, he, yeah. Isn't he long hair? Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, yeah. Yeah. Long hair and a guitar. Yeah. He got the, the girl. Spirit he got, he the, got girl. the girl. Yeah. <laughs> In a Catholic setting. <laughs> Very yeah. good. So how did, how did those, uh, maybe looking back at some of those, uh, maybe a family experience or two that kind of moved you towards considering religious life and, and yeah. So people ask me that all the time because yeah. I think people just have a preconception that like okay you're religious yeah. this is like the weird kid who yes. just like is playing mass all the time and stuff. Not that that's like bad or weird or anything. Like it's awesome. Like do it. Yeah, it's great to do it with your family. But that was not my family <laughs> okay. at all. Yeah. Um, so I never yeah I never like thought about being a priest before. Um, I'd studied I. I was uh, working at a gallery in high school hmm. as a painter already, um, kind of going down that artist track. And then, um, yeah, I mean, I think there were different experiences, especially in my grade school years, where there were moments where it was just like kind of these God moments where I was like, I think that's kind of a call, hmm. but I just completely like ran, ran the other direction, sure, actually. Sure, So, um, And with I, your family, did you get like all the sacraments of initiation, baptism, yeah, first yeah, communion, yeah. So confirmation, we were, yeah, I think we, going to church on Sunday kind of thing? Yeah, all of the all of my older brothers, we all grew up going to church. You can imagine seven boys. I can <laughs> imagine rolling into church heavy there. <laughs> and we were <laughs> the like the, the family with uh, the most kids. So, you yeah. know, they had to get, get a lot of those dirty looks <laughs> yeah. and stuff. I don't know how it is at St. Tom's. But, uh, <laughs> no, we don't have a lot of seven. We do have some big families. But like you said, it's not the norm to have seven or eight. Yeah, kids. there's no cry yeah. room or anything. No. <laughs> so um, yeah, so um, I mean, it was kind of the way things go in people's spiritual journey and stuff. But um, most of my brothers kind of lost the faith in high school mm. during the rebellious years. Sure. And um, so I I followed my the example of my brothers. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, yeah, so I kind of went the other direction and um, was just really searching. I'm still. Yeah, still kind of just kind of agnostic in the sense where like just trying to figure out, well, what's going to make me happy? And I was really rebelling against kind of this formalist, kind of legalistic morality of the Catholic faith is like just keeping me from being free and growing my hair and having fun and stuff like that. So so that was that was kind of like part of my my rebellion. And then it didn't help that I was kind of in a a very kind of closed um uh, high school environment, mm. kind of Catholic environment, where okay. I was pretty soon the the relationship aspect of uh, of my faith was just not non-existent, and mm. so I kind of rebelled and kind of placed it on that. So, yeah. So I mean, uh, little by little, I I got to see and experience that that wasn't leading to much happiness, mm-hmm. and um, so different different events happened, and um, notably, uh, my my girlfriend at the time, one of her one of her good friends actually um, committed suicide, mm-hmm. and that was like a really crazy experience. My my girlfriend at the time was not religious at all, and so I got to see before my eyes that okay, like this is this is the, the question of God is as real as this, that my this person that I love has no hope for her friend right now mm. and that his existence is is done and i that really got me thinking and it got me praying for the first time in a long time so that's a big part of my i guess different events that happened where it was just like well god just 
I just fell on my knees and um, yeah, it kind of hit, hit a wall in a certain sense of like, oh, I could be good without God. Yeah. I'm like a cool, nice guy. Let's just be a nice guy. And, yeah. Um, and then those moments where you're just like, oh man, like I need a savior. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. this is not just uh, this, this like thing of just being a good person and, you know, following the steps of, uh, you know, your forefathers or whatever, yeah. or just, but it was really about just this, this personal need for, for God for mm. Jesus. And, um, so I looked different places and whatnot, but, um, really had, um, yeah, I was blessed with a, I was really close to my, my older brother, two years older than me. And, um, another group of friends who were just kind of searching just philosophically and artistically just looking for, okay, well, what's, what's going to fill this hole in my heart? Yeah. Like, um, there's, there's a, I was, a, I was living out in New Jersey for a while, so I'll tell a story and, yeah. uh, this is a, as a brother, but there was a guy, he's New York accent, so I'm going to try to imitate the New York accent. But Go he, for goes, it. <laughs> he was talking to some kids and he goes, uh, You got a God sized hole in your heart. <laughs> Ain't nothing going to fill it but God. <laughs> it's exactly. like God sized hole in your heart. So yeah. it's like, Yeah, it's like St. Augustine, you know, we have this, 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 we're restless yeah. literally until to, to be filled by God. So, um, yeah, it was kind of my experience of just like, seeing okay that these things are not i'm just thirsting for that ultimate truth and that thirsting to love in a to in a real way and and experiencing especially that that experience was really that my love wasn't enough mm. that my human love yeah and all my good intentions and all that stuff it started just exposed like well i need love with the capital l <laughs> and and it's not like you connected with you you said an older brother to your brother that yeah. was two years older and you, did you kind of journey together or how yeah did that, yeah how did that so work? we we journeyed together we had a group of friends who were just like it wasn't like oh let's let's have a book club or anything okay. like that it was kind of <laughs> just like hanging out and one of our good friends at the time also had a kind of reversion experience mm. entered the seminary so he was asking oh, wow. a lot of annoying questions okay. <laughs> about like the existence of god and just like hanging out drinking yeah. wine and talking yeah. and as artists do as, yeah. as artists do. exactly yeah <laughs> smoking cigarettes and just talking about art and life so. nice now we had you gone to are you were in college at this point or what, what so was this your, was uh, um yeah this was um Probably Post like just, just, just before college. Oh, just so, so like I ended up getting kicked out of high school. Okay, <laughs> hey, you're an artist. I mean, what can you expect? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, it was kind of during that fr time frame, and then, and then, um, and then in college was really kind of the the, the big moment for mm. me to see that this contrast even bigger. It was just yeah. like. I went to a big kind of University of Illinois, big party okay. school. Gotcha. And so it was just... Fighting Illini. Exactly. Okay, yeah. Yeah. And um, so it's really kind of crazy because it was all these preconceptions of like college and fun and like happiness. And then as I kind of saw it and experienced, I was just like, man, this is so empty. I just never had seen so much emptiness in my life. Mm. Very superficial, having fun and yeah, good times, uh, but always like the next morning just like oh well like that hole's actually like i was trying to fill it but actually mm -hmm. it's 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 dug even deeper mm. and so this sense of just like needing something yeah. and um so a big part of part of that for me was encountering the the brothers and um and experiencing what religious life is mm. i mean because i had these ideas of like friar tuck and like sister act and stuff but i sure. had no idea of like consecration yeah. and um when i did a um, a retreat um, out at the the novitiate, which is um, in the middle of the, the countryside. So it was really silent and just to get away, turn off the phone and just have some moments of recollection. Mm. And that was, was, it was there that I really kind of encountered Jesus in a very real way in the sacraments. Uh, it was the first time I, 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 a big part of it for me was the first time that I, I saw mass prayed. Mm. And that's the way I describe it as the mass as a prayer and, and this, yeah, this, I think real, uh, deep spiritual experience of being like, okay, this is, this is the sacrifice of my redemption yeah. and to experience that in confession as well. And, uh, adoration, silent adoration, yeah. you know, how these things you'd done before and just appreciate them anew or not really, really yeah, I mean, um, 
Yeah, not not like like adoration a little bit, but okay. like it was just kind of all these things. It was the witness of the brothers and yeah. the sisters of like what they they've got joy. This is like the I want that. That's yeah. there. They're, they're at the University of Illinois. No, so oh. they're um they're about an hour and a half away. Okay, so, how did you um, connect with them? Just out of some one of good friends actually had his reversion. Okay, um, so it's different from the seminary. Okay, but he ended up he ended up uh, doing this year long kind of mission year with them. Okay, so I went to visit him. Oh, okay. I didn't know that what I was getting myself into. See, <laughs> this is actually a really good argument for good friends because yeah. right, if, you, if you surround your people who people who care for you, no matter where, if even if you're kind of <laughs> searching artists, so to speak, yeah. if, that's your, if that's your connecting with good good people that are really yeah. kind of it was huge for together, me. right? It was huge. Yeah, because you have one Zen in a seminary that's asking, as you say, kind of annoying, quite pestering questions that get you thinking. Yeah, you have another friend that's familiar with this religious community that kind of introduces you. Yeah, to them. is is he part of the community now? No, so he uh, he discerned out. Um, okay. But, but it's funny, uh, he just turned out in your head. So it just, yeah. it's, isn't that interesting? I, I have a Dominican classmate who, who had a similar experience of someone who got him interested, hmm. didn't even, I think maybe didn't even kind of applied and, and didn't even come in, but got him excited about it. And ultimately, you know, he came in. So it's interesting how that, how God that works, works yeah. how God works in terms we of that. We call it the, the John the Baptist. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The John the Baptist. Exactly. Yeah. That, that those John the Baptist people who, who we surround ourselves just to, I think once again, if you want to know, if you want to grow in our life and want to know where we're heading, just look to the people you hang out with. Mm. <laughs> right. Because yeah. there, there's a way in which you, you are, you know, you, who your friends are and, mm. and not that you can't, influence them but make no mistake you will be there'll be a kind of a dynamic of, of both For influencing sure. and being influenced by family. Yeah. and then the other piece i take about that is just uh, the real power of some of the rituals that i mm. don't think are as a religious certainly I'm familiar with and I'm probably so familiar with them that like when we do our, our, our for our confirmation program for our teens and even even mm. some of our religious ed doing like adoration with them and yeah. then I, I remember last year this is all pre-pandemic but we had the beautiful adoration and then we kind of gathered afterwards and i just wanted to know their experience and they loved it hmm. and one of the things that, hmm. that that and this might fit your experience i'll ask you but their reflection was it was just nice just to kind of um, have a moment of silence and quiet. And what, mm. what occurred to me is they're always doing this with their phone. Like they're always, they, they we're so engaged in screens. And even if sure. there's not, if there's not audible noise, there's so much noise and distraction. We've kind of made part of our daily life sure, just for sure. most of that, that, that they find it so refreshing that, okay, here's who believe the Lord Jesus kind of just in the monstrance, you know, kind of make it peaceful and beautiful mm. and just, Talk to God, and that's there's no other agenda, and let God talk to you. Sure. <laughs> Did you, what was that experience yeah. for you like? I mean, you um, I that? think the thing that was very striking for me because I I needed to get into that physical silence, yeah, in order to kind of see this contrast. Because I mean, University of Illinois, it's got the biggest frat population in the whole. Does it really? Country like or percentage wise? Uh, percentage wise, okay. So I think over I'm half, I, I half prepared. the students are in are, a fraternity or are, a sorority. Is so. an Illini a native a group? Yeah, okay. so I don't know okay, if it's fine. still... Is it politically correct? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> okay. even know I don't know, I don't know either. Now, That's why so, I just was thinking about school Yeah, origins. I think it is Illini now. Yeah, is so, it Illini? Yeah. Okay. Is yeah, Illini. so Illinois is, a, is a, a native tribe. Native so. tribe, sure. Okay, well, anyway, yeah. but, but but it has a reputation for being a... I, yeah. Not being from the... I mean, I've heard of the school. I know it, but I didn't but know it. It's a great school, a, great Newman yeah. Center. Okay. Um, a diocesan? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, Yeah. great great Newman Center. It's got one of the founding, like model Newman centers oh, really? there like 600 students living at the Newman center. Wow. It's really, okay. really kind of cool. And nice. it was a good experience for me because I, I, I was in the art school. Yeah. I mean, kind of in this kind of conflictual environment, but that Absolutely. really challenged me yeah. Um, to, yeah, to be confronted with, yeah, people who have a different view on how the world works <laughs> yeah. and, and how do I articulate that through my art, through my conversations, through my friendships and yeah, tell me a little bit, with the, Yeah, tell me a little so. bit about that. What do you see in art, just maybe even that time in your life, but just even generally now yeah. in terms of art and we often, I'll put it this way, especially in this neck of the woods, Silicon Valley and kind of science and, you know, technology and stuff. It's always about like technology and faith, sure, science sure. and faith. Maybe speak yeah. a little bit to like art, kind of art, and you're talking especially about the fine arts. Sure. Right? So um, you, I'll tie it back yeah. with the the last question because yeah. um, the question um, there was a there was a sister I, I knew who she she described uh, she was a painter and mm -hmm. she she said art is about reaching a silence mm. 
reaching that and even though the the piece might have lots of colors or whatever it's about reaching that i would almost describe it as a piece and i think that's that's uh that's a little bit uh what my experience was of just um art for me was my means of trying to figure things out like all this mess and we're talking about si- silence like you know the noise it's it's without but it's also within mm. um that's a very profound experience to have is to realize that um, I, I actually choose these distractions. I choose this noise because I don't want to look inside. Mm. I, it's too... So art for me was this kind of process of interiorization and then how to express that search. So even before my reversion experience, it was always a place just to challenge myself and to just seek that beauty, to seek that, that goodness that's kind of beyond me, this, this ideal that um is capable of of attracting and uh, drawing us in like a flame you know so um and then it, it took on a different a different component when i became uh when i encountered the lord ultimately because i mean i was making work that was kind of provocative and i was trying to train classically and whatnot but um it was kind of funny because i after I'd visited the the community for this first time, I, I started making art based on my experiences. So I, I would I'd say like, well, what what is what is real friendship, or what is what is the truth of all this, or what do we do with all this sin that we've just this darkness inside of us? How do we articulate that? How do we figure that out? So I started making pieces about this this mystery to me, which was the person of Jesus Christ. Hmm. And I had this experience of just being like, I'm, I'm sure this everybody has this experience of like, oh, well, you figure out something that's really cool and you wanted to share it with everybody and you kind of get turned down a lot. So uh, <laughs> shot down okay. and like, yeah. And I think little by little you discover that, okay, I need to like, I need to be intelligent. Like yeah. the whole work of evangelization is figuring out how do I actually communicate mm. this goodness it's like it's like you know bringing home a bringing home like a girlfriend or something yeah. to your parents or whatever. Yeah. Like you got to set the table a little bit in the sense <laughs> of like, okay, yeah. what's going to make this encounter like actually work and like got to grease the wheels a little bit, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, sweep the one way in order to in order yeah, to make and, the and the, land. Yeah, the the Dominican uh, veritas I think is yeah. is so um, so key to that because for me it was it was about making art that really. De- provoked people to think about what it means to be man what Mm. is the truth of of what is what it means to be man and to have this this hole this god-sized hole in your heart yeah so um and i started making work and when you say making work just because forgive my ignorance but you're talking about paintings yeah yeah so i I started i was was doing a lot of painting a lot of drawing like Um, what kind of uh, kind of instruments are you using yeah so mainly oil painting okay um and then i kind of the, the the interesting idea for me was because uh a painting, uh, I found it very, it's very easy just to look past it. Okay, you know, yeah. we go to the museum and take pictures or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, I, I was, and I, I had this experience of, okay, well I'm trying to do something that's provoking somebody to, to think and to go inside themselves and to, to question, but the medium yeah. doesn't really foster that because we're so used to just consuming images. Yeah. Nowadays it's like, yeah. you scroll, you scroll, you yeah, just yeah, consume, yeah. consume, consume. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, well, what's the best way to, to engage people? So yeah. I started making um, installations. So it's this, a, a type of art that you use the space as your, your, your canvas. Okay. So you enter into a space. And it's kind of like church. Like, uh-huh. It's kind of like an architecture in church. It's okay. like you enter into this space that is going to literally transform you in a certain sense. Okay. So a lot of that was working with drawings and the arrangement of things. And in order to to help to try to uh, encourage people to actually ask questions. So, I mean, can't go into the details of all this stuff now, but, okay. uh, but the idea was just to, to be able to, um, yeah, to really kind of re- arrange a space in order to ask a question. So, so if I'm looking at one of your paintings, is that the right term? Yeah. <laughs> Am I going to be like, what the heck is that? Or no, no. So it wasn't, um, <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily abstract. I okay. did do a lot of abstract. I did okay. some abstract expressionism as well, but, um, a lot of it was using drawings and the arrangement. So, um, is it a people like once again, so for example, like countryside or like yeah. someone smoking out on a balcony or like, what, what are we talking about here? Yeah. So I just wanted one example <laughs> yeah. is like, I, I, my, after my grandfather passed away, yeah. I had this, okay, well, 
I'm trying to figure out what death is. You okay. know, it's like, okay, not, not a big deal. Like yeah. I see your project, I'm just <laughs> going to figure out what death is. <laughs> okay. So I, I had this idea of, uh, of Blake. Uh, he says that death is just a door. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, well, what does that mean? And yeah. like door and thinking about that. And, mm-hmm. and so I actually used the door kind of as this symbolic value to it and arranged the room and actually like drew a full size door and used the, the idea of a keyhole. So the students actually had to look into a keyhole. Oh, you're talking about like a whole kind of like it's panorama. It's a whole kind of- space. So you just walk into a space. So it's kind of, that's why I kind of use the architecture example is that. Okay. So we're not talking about paintings. We're talking about like you arrange like a studio kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So you okay. use paintings in it and stuff. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, like a gallery kind of like you set up your own little gallery. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's gotcha. gotcha. Contemporary gotcha. art's pretty. Contemporary. Yeah. Kind uh, of I'm, like. I'm thinking of like Michelangelo and like, you know. Well, that's the thing is you, you, you use those right. elements to do that. Oh, okay, okay. So I would use like painting and drawing okay. as part of that. Okay, so, so you've, got, you've got big big warehouse spaces where you're, you're doing. It was basically, of, yeah, it was like studios, okay. the studio space. Okay, and, uh, okay. So. and you're kind of like framing out different kind of experiences. Yeah, and just okay. saying, okay, well, what, what, what do I want the people to okay. you know, walk through or to... So you're looking through keyholes and you're kind of like, okay, okay. Yeah, no, I'm just trying to get a sense of. Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of hard to describe. But but it's, it's a contemporary art. They, they, they do use the space a lot in order to just, yeah, to really kind of challenge our conception of like, well, the canvas is this and this is what the art is. And and to, to to include the subject in the art actually. So the the viewer becomes a part of the piece because. It's kind of like, uh, what's that where where they do, uh, um, you kind of just show up somewhere and they're like, oh, you're going to go on like this quest and like theater, like theater of life or something. I've heard different? that, but I think, yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same idea yeah. as that there's like performance pieces. Exactly. Kind of, kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's a little bit different, but anyways. I, I, I kind of get, I get your name. Oh, interesting. So that's what you're, you were kind of, was that kind of in college, your kind of your deal in college? Or like you major in? Yeah. So I was majoring in painting, painting and, and art education. Okay. And, uh, but those were just some of the projects I, and once again, it was, it was revolving around that question of like, how do I get people to actually think about these things yeah. and to get yeah, encourage that dialogue. So, and how did that, did that kind of form your own sense of, of vocation then? Yeah. I mean, I think the, the main thing was realizing that, okay, I had this encounter with the Lord and yeah. I found the greatest joy just like sharing that. Yeah. And, um, and I thought for a long time that the means for that was just going to be art. Sure. And, um, Little Fra- Fra- Frangelico did pretty well with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and it's kind of cool. Like my friends, I've got friends who are doing that. You oh, know, really? Evangelizing okay. through art. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. Could like, you see yourself doing that, or maybe not so much anymore? Um, I mean, if you have gifts for it. Yeah, I mean, one day maybe. Who knows? Okay, okay, it's, okay. It, it hasn't been in my cards yet. Okay. Um, so it's art is obviously still a big part of my life, but it hasn't been in my cards in terms of like. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna just be able to paint for hours and oh sure yeah <laughs> no, no, having, things having out and it as it but but i mean t- similarly though in terms of if if someone said to you okay you you've got you know you've got time to develop something or even if you don't have time your sure. passion like what kinds of things do you think might be interesting yeah so um actually i was a campus minister at yeah. Seton hall university and they they'd oh, asked nice. me to to do a mural for the campus ministry lounge oh and nice. i was working with a student yeah. um actually the funding fell through so oh, no. it never happened oh. so but i i totally see that as yeah. a possibility of like okay yeah. well working on a project including other artists in yeah. it and um yeah and some of the 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 background of like how to yeah develop an idea and to structure that and to yeah and i think there's I mean, the artist world, the yeah. artist community definitely needs light. So uh. absolutely, we we have a, a well a number of parishioners that are involved in fine arts, and one a young man who um, painted along with some help the uh, down by our parish hall when we did our big jubilee hmm. for the Dominicans, radiating the joy of the gospel, which is the motto of the parish. Oh, cool! And so a big mural there, and actually we're we're here in my office, but you can't see, but it's a, a painting of Saint Michael too that he did for me. But, oh, nice! But 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 there are folks who. And I just think about it. It's not certainly a skill, a talent, or passion I have particularly, but I can certainly appreciate it. And I think, wow, that's a whole aspect of kind of human interest and passion and beauty yeah. that certainly resonates. And so there's got to mm. be, a, there's got to be a place not just in the church, but in like religious life and in sure, a sense of a, sure. char- a charism. 
Yeah. Right? And with it, certainly within Dominican order, we've got Frangelico. You know? yeah. so, so certainly the Dominican voca- you know, uh, vocation and charism and the community aligned with that it, mm. to the extent it is, hopefully has a kind of expansion to, to yeah. have that be a means by which we can preach. So, yeah. so I hope you get to use it. So I hope it, I hope it, yeah, and it certainly can be incorporated in anything you do at different sure. places, but I, I hope yeah. you kind of get that sense. Yeah. And I think like even preaching, that was part yeah. of the, the thing for me was just yeah. discovering that this, this means of yeah. communicating this treasure that I found yeah. became, it, it changed a little, shifted a little bit, but I'm sure you feel the same way. Yeah. It's like you, you, you approach a homily or like, you approach that in a certain, there's an art to it. And oh, absolutely. Like, there's a dignity, like yeah. these people are so worthy of this message and the message yeah. is so worthy yeah. that how do I become this mouthpiece and yeah. this fine-tuned instrument to say, Lord, work with work through me. And yeah. so that was, that was a big part of my kind of journey was just discovering that uh, the means was maybe God was inviting me to a different means of yeah. how to express this, this vocation, which I felt was, was really to just to have that intimacy, that, that relationship with the Lord and yeah. to share that, invite others into that. So it's like the original apostles who are fishermen and Lord says, I'm going to use that, those fishing skills, fishers of men. Right? Exactly. <laughs> well, the yeah. Teresa talking about being the, the little nub of the pencil that's writing. You, you get to be the, the oil brush. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I don't know if you're the big one to be like <laughs> broad strokes. Are you a broad stroker? Are you a fine tune? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you you got like a paint in the barn. I'm a, I'm a barn painting size. Jackson Pollock just throwing the whole, <laughs> I love it. Uh, whole paint bucket on the wall. It, was there a moment where you said, oh, I, you know, I need to, was there a moment that said, I'm, you know, I often ask couples, you know, the moment you, you felt like this, this is the one we're going to, even though we haven't made vows yet, mm. I, there's this, this kind of like feel God calling me to, to religious life in a particular way to your community did you have a, did you have a moment like that was it kind of more organic what was what yeah, would you say was kind um, of a, an insightful yeah i mean a lot of people ask that. that question as well because i think a lot of people have this idea that oh, yeah. like oh like they just had the same Paul moment yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> so it wasn't necessarily like that i yeah. think like all of us a lot of us have these the lord leads us with these little signs and and these invitations, yeah. I think that's the best way I was able to describe it is, you know, it's kind of like dating in a, or like any relationship. It's like, okay, well, there was something that helped you to realize like, hey, like maybe I want to pursue this relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, I want to take this a little further or a little further and then commitment and yeah. all these things. But yeah, but there was definitely a moment where um, it's kind of funny because I was kind of like a contrast moment where uh, I was doing this year long evangelization discernment year. And uh, I was like, okay, I'm really feeling drawn to this. And the Lord, I feel like the Lord might be calling me to religious life. And I was like, oh man, this is crazy. I don't know if I necessarily felt like I was up to the, up to the challenge and now it's not for me. And, um, but I definitely felt that attraction and I was like, okay, well, Lord, what do you want to do with that? Um, but it was kind of funny because like right when I was leaning into it more, I saw the beauty of the other vocation and mm. saw the beauty of married life. And okay. it, it was kind of like this conflictual moment where I was just like, Oh my gosh, like, yeah. How did you decide? Like what, how, what, what went into that? Yeah. So, I mean, I think spoiler alert, we kind of figured it out, but, but <laughs> maybe talk about that moment. Yeah. Cause I think, I mean, b- b- it discernment between a good and an evil, mm-hmm. like, it should be pretty simple for us, you sure. know, uh, yeah, obviously exactly, like yeah. the extra piece of cake, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. tantalizing and whatnot. But and you uh, said evil. I don't think that's a good example. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> lesser good. Lesser there, good. Go. there you go. <laughs> yeah, but no. that was the first experience where I had where I was just like, oh my gosh, like they're both pretty good. Yeah. And especially when you have like a beautiful Catholic woman before you and you're just like, oh wow, like this could actually work. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was taking that in prayer and just trying to discern as best as I could. Um, and discerning, I think, is really just discovering well, where do I find life? Mm. Where do I f- find life and where do I f- feel fully alive? And, and, and like the Vatican II says, uh, you know, we discover ourselves in the profound gift of ourselves and where, where am I going to be challenged to really like give, fully give of myself? So it's taking that in prayer and we do that through our experiences as well. It's like, okay, it's awesome to like, I really enjoy preaching or I really enjoy leading people in adoration and I really enjoy praying. Like this is maybe a good sign that yeah. there's something, something <laughs> to that. Sure. Of course I can. And then I was, the reason came in and well, I can do that with a married life as sure. well. Of course. Of course. Um, but there was a, a moment where I, we, we were doing this ador- um, retreat and we we're doing all night adoration 
And it was one of these funny moments that like the person who was supposed to come after uh, after me, it mm-hmm. was like three o'clock in the morning, like didn't show up. Oh boy. Oh, you got, stu- <laughs> I know what you're talking about. You, you got, you, you got stuck. <laughs> I got stuck for like four hours no. okay. in, in the chapel and this like really, seven in the morning or something. <laughs> really, really, uh, the, the chapel at the monastery is okay. really quiet. Mm-hmm. Not a, not a sound. And yeah. There was just a moment and it wasn't definitely not like this moment or like, I choose you. Is it, it was a Elisha <laughs> it was, moment? <laughs> it was really just this, this, like I said, this, this subtle invitation, just being like, you can, you, I, 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 I will love you no matter what. Mm. And you can pursue this relationship. You can pursue the, this discernment of married vo- vocation, but there's an invitation. If you want this intimacy, if you want this friendship, if you want to pursue being this beloved disciple, Queen of St. John, um, I'm inviting you. Mm. And it was really just this this moment of peace. Um, not much else to it, I guess, of just being like, okay, like he's given me enough to this invitation, the ball's in my playing field, and I I chose to respond. And huh. my whole vocation is just this, the whole process of just like the Lord, once again, giving me that complete freedom and inviting me, will you follow me? Do you want to follow me? And uh, yeah, so here I am, well, it's, it's, 10 it's, years later. <laughs> it strikes me, I mean, you said it's not a St. Paul moment, which is not, but it strikes me as a as Elijah moment. Mm, yeah, so the, the still, still breathe, yeah, yeah, the, the still, still, voice, the still whisper. whisper right? Yeah, so that's one of my favorite passages. And yeah. Yeah, and I think those Here's are- the hurricane, the volcano, you know, all the, all the different- Yeah, the fire. Fire, yeah. you know, the, the wind, the fire, all this. And then it's just the still quiet kind of, breeze or the or voices and yeah. the ruah the and it's it's once again it's that silence that you need mm. to to hear that yeah uh, especially with all this noise and drama today yeah and, you know just the pace of our lives is just do we have those that time where we can just mm. take a deep breath and just be one-on-one with the lord because ultimately i mean i've seen a lot of crazy stuff in terms of like pursuing a vocation it's gonna come with crosses and trials and stuff but in the end um, finding that time to just be face to face with the Lord mm-hmm. and, and to to discern and to keep choosing the Lord in the midst of it—that's that's what brings that joy. You know, it's occurring to me now. You talked a little bit about uh, just art and and just maybe in more general uh, kind of having the, the the person who's experiencing art even part of the process. What strikes me is that you take the word contemplation, mm. um, which is you know literally <laughs> being in the temple of or being in the presence of mm. someone else, and we don't. I'll put it as good as it is. We don't, you know, you know, contemplate the data. We don't contemplate an email <laughs> per se, or a, <laughs> or a, or, a, or a maybe we contemplate something of beauty and something mm. that arrests our. Something's worthy of a deeper investigation. Sure. Uh, can you? You can contemplate truth, but you can also contemplate beauty. Mm. I wonder if you have thoughts on that in terms of you're talking about the silence as being kind of a prerequisite or yeah. where you kind of find the, or can hear the voice of the Lord, but even in, yeah. your, in your own passion of, for art and things, it, it, maybe talk about a little bit about, I just, I think of the Psalm, one, th- one thing I ask of the Lord, this is my, the, the Psalmist David, he's like, yeah. this I seek to dwell forever in the house, the house of the Lord, Lord. and yeah. to contemplate just literally face to face, you know, your countenance, your beauty. I, yeah. I, I, is, is I, yeah. I, I think we, thoughts on that? We, uh, put, Benedict has a great quote. He says that beauty wounds us. Mm. Wounds? Wounds us. Okay. And it's like, I think it's in spirit of the liturgy, but um, what he means behind that is that uh, it's this awe moment that you, there's a before and an after. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all had this experience. I mean, I've spoken with fathers, you know, <laughs> I we did a I helped lead a, a a mission trip a couple years ago and and the the father of the family gave his witness story mm-hmm. and he literally converted the moment he saw his first daughter wow. and he completely went cold turkey stopped drinking like that really he okay. was an alcoholic wow but what is that you can you can say oh it's just like yeah responsibility like I was yeah. re- converted by responsibility yeah. it's like no he was converted by the beauty mm. the 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 awe mm-hmm. of of the dignity and this this thing that i can't consume mm. it's not for me to consume that's mm-hmm. what the beauty thing is that's what's so terrible about like pornography and mm. like 
it's you're you're trying to consume the other mm -hmm. you are consuming the other without mm -hmm. respecting that alteriority and, mm. and that transcendence mm -hmm. and i think what beauty educates us to be able to respect the other mm. and to appreciate their good and to to glory in that good mm. so i think um with and, and how's that get back to the wounded you, you stri yeah. strike him but what does he mean then by by wounded? yeah so i think i think the um Another example is uh, in the natural world where um, you, you, uh, you know, climbing a mountain yeah. and seeing that, what's that beauty spot for you? Yeah, or exactly, that, yeah. that moment where you just... The vista, you know, where you see yeah, all like, the Yeah, like this is where right God is. Mm -hmm. and, and wound in the sense that love wounds, mm. that you, like the song of songs, like yeah. the, the beloved is mine and I am his. And there's, uh, there's this aspect of that I'm, I'm, there's something that it reveals that I'm not complete without this, mm. without this otherness, See, without this transcendence. Yeah. So wound, I think, is a, a sense that it it uh, it it, it it awakens in us mm -hmm. this this dis this this mundanity, this um, this complacency. Mm -hmm. It wounds, uh, it shakes us up mm -hmm. in a certain sense, and I, I, that's why I like that example in the moral life of this father. Is just yeah. like he was content or whatever, just yeah. like in his status of just like, okay, like yeah. this is life or whatever. Yeah. And he needed that beauty to break in past yeah. those walls of, of self-defense of yeah. like, of yeah, that complacency. And, and I think that's, that's, that's what I think uh, at least the way I understand it is hmm. a good work of art is supposed to wound you yeah. is supposed to, to, to strike you. That's why the, the expression, to, yeah. Yeah, it goes back to something you were saying earlier in terms of the St. Augustine. You, were re you felt the restlessness in your own heart. And we all do. We have that infinite desire. Yeah. But sometimes we need to even be <laughs> nudged or, or, or kind of shocked or, as you say, yeah. into tapping into the awareness of our <laughs> unquenchable thirst or yeah. the, the infinite hunger we have. Yeah. And beauty can be that stimulant that kind of wakes us up to yeah hey i want more <laughs> I yep. want, that is clearly more <laughs> mm -hmm. and i want more of that. give me some more of that oh and i do have this infinite in other words it wakes up to the reality sure. that we kind of yeah kind of mundanity can kind of like the routine can kind of make us blind too yeah and i think i just read a, a story by father grishel um mm -hmm. he was with mother Teresa, i think and he 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 was showing her around new york city and he just walked past the homeless person sure but Mother Teresa, like, was wounded yeah. by the by the by Christ in this homeless person, yeah. and for Father Grishel, it was just like, oh my gosh, I I literally walked past that guy a hundred times, yeah, and I didn't see, yeah, I literally just didn't see, yeah. So I mean, I think we have these moments where God is, you know, he's he's inviting us, he's gentle breezing. Yeah. There's other moments where he's just like <laughs> gentle breezing us. I like it's a it's a verb. It's a, it's a, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a uh, got a hashtag there or something. Hashtag, gentle breezing it. <laughs> Right. At other moments, he's just like, yeah. like hit in the face, just like, oh man, like, yeah, there's, there's, there's something more. I, and that's that's what's exciting yeah. about. I I'm sure it's the same with you. It's like, sure. what is the best part about your job? Is like, it's new all the time. Oh yeah, and absolutely. Like, every single person you encounter, you're just like, wow, like. I thought I I thought I had this figured out. It's just like, <laughs> no. well, or same thing for a couple. It's yeah. like, well, thank God you can't just be like, oh, I think I love you enough. I'm content. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, there, there is something about the uh, certainly the priesthood. I I always find it very intriguing that people talk about you know finding our finding your happiness and searching for happiness, and even they do these kind of. Um, Poll, secular polls kind sure. of thing and it, it's it's reliably true that the from a just a self-reported satisfaction uh, kind of number that anyone involved in priest or clergy or any kind of like you know kind of spiritual service mm -hmm. we'll just put it, it it's more generic than simply catholic priest sure, or sure. religious life but there it's always like in like the 80 percent <laughs> i have to say that it's like like you just statistically just from a, if you were just totally strategizing based on just human motivations mm. Priesthood, religious life should be in the calculus, even if it's not what you're called to be. Mm. We shouldn't think it's some extraordinary kind of call. It's it's actually more or less uh, 
can fit, given, given that God gives us the grace and we accept it, but it fits within the natural scope of what actually makes us happy and satisfied yeah. just in terms of our natural kind. Now, sure. Not to mention, obviously, the bonus of eternal life, but yeah. <laughs> not that you're freezing your eternal life, but, but living in that purposeful way, I think, is, is what our, our culture really is searching for. And so yeah. I, I, I really, when you, when you talk about that sense of, um, of saying, you know, marriage would have been good. And the Lord would have said, hey, if you wanted to be married and have a family, I'll bet you'd be a wonderful <laughs> biological father and lots of kids. I don't know. What do you think? Eight, eight or nine? Would you outdo oh, mom and father? Yeah, okay. I mean. okay. <laughs> you, go, you, you, tried to, you go for the soccer team, not just the basketball team with a couple of reserves. <laughs> 12 passenger van. Exactly, 12 I mean. passenger van. And God said that was good. Like you felt like you really could have done that. There was a real optionality there. And yet... You know, Lord says, but if you want something more intimate, it's there for you. And, and in the sense of your own, sense of finding what God has for you, finding that peace, finding that sense of serenity in, in his will and, and vocation is beautiful. <laughs> it's yeah. beautiful. And I hopefully for those watching or listening, um, it inspires you. I, I know every when I often will preach at a wedding, especially if I know the couple and got to know the couple, I'll, I'll say to them, because it's so true, you know, spending whatever, I meet number you know, six or seven hours in formation with you, as I like to do with my couples, and now you're making these vows, it is not just that you have found your own vocation, mm. but it's an inspiration for me as a priest, yeah. right? To know that I, I, being part of this process and mm. knowing that you are both giving yourself to one another freely, fully, faithfully, hopefully fruitfully forever. Yeah should inspire all of us in our own unique vocations. And so, sure. so that's why I love, I love vocation. I like to talk to the novices too, uh, you know, at different times of the year, because I think sharing how God has worked in our life and calling in our life is such a powerful witness yeah. and does nothing else, but hopefully both can give insight into our own vocation, but also just encouragement, whatever yeah. our vocation is. And I is. think that's, that's the, this emphasis on the new evangelization is yeah. really centered on that. It's like, okay, we're not going to, necessarily be called to go on the, the soapbox and yeah. preach uh, yeah. fire and brimstone but we are all called yeah. to witness in our the way we live our lives sure. to the joy yeah and i think that's part of it like i love this quote by uh, saint Teresa of the andes um she's a i think she's the only saint who died as a novice oh so, okay carmelite but she has this wonderful line she says god is infinite joy mm, yeah did, do you ever think like <laughs> yeah. we think of like okay God like the, you know if we have this kind of moralistic the judge or mm -hmm. whatever but God has infinite joy and and to have that contact with that joy it's hopefully it's going to be contagious yeah and, and yeah d definitely it spreads right <laughs> yeah like contagious. the fire today I mean yeah Father Vince talking about fire it draws us it, it draws us in and it's yeah. contagious that's right. So. Um, I, I would be remiss today as the we're, we're filming this and, and recording this on on your feast day, yeah. <laughs> the feast of, of Pope Saint John Paul II. Uh, did you now? I don't know. In terms of different religious groups have different uh, customs. Mm -hmm. Did you get to choose your name, or was it? A, I guess I should ask that first. Or, or yeah. was it assigned to yeah, you? Yeah. So I um, we get to choose three propositions, and then okay, somebody else chooses for us. Okay. So, so well, um, did do you have? Is it higher? Is it? Is there a certain ranking, or you just throw three in the pot? And they yeah. Kind of mix I it mean, up? John Paul. Is, John Paul was like I had two okay and then the day but I was supposed to turn it in I was like oh crud I don't have a third one okay and I was just praying and yeah. I was just like John Paul so wait so John Paul wasn't your original two no it out was, of curiosity what were your other two so it was Jeremiah okay Ooh, I love yeah. the prophet Jeremiah I knew you had a fire and brimstone in you you said we don't <laughs> preach fire and brimstone but I'm thinking you might you might have a one or two future homilies you got one or two future homilies of fire oh, and brimstone yeah. in you I, I'm oh, not, yeah. let's not let's not beat around the bush there okay so Jeremiah not always like, preach not, fire not and always but he, once in a while you know you got the every good pitcher has the fat but then you get a curveball in there too okay so and then Francis um after especially francisco uh from uh, the children of fatima that's different yeah what, what's what tell me i mean he's i i let, let me just say my experience he's he i i connect with him because he was the one that couldn't see her right away yeah because he was he was he was just like kind of like uh speed speeding the hail marys <laughs> right right he was just kind of enlightening the rosary a bit just to yeah. get her done what what, what about Fred? he was he was really the contemplative i think oh, i mean he like literally ditched school yeah. to just pray in the church because he was like okay. yeah our lady said that i was gonna die this year so it's like like, I don't need to learn how to read. <laughs> no, I, I, he, okay. 
So, so that's that, what appealed to you about him? Well, there was, there was that contemplative dimension <laughs> okay. and then the, the salvific uh, suffering dimension that okay. really was uh, drawing me. But so John Paul, I mean, like I, I didn't think about it at first. And when they, because in the ceremony, it's super dramatic. It's yeah. like they'll call your name. It's the first time you hear it. And yeah. I literally like jumped up because I was like, didn't think I was going to get it. Oh. And I was like, oh, crud, like those are some pretty big, big shoes to fill, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, what, and are you, you're not giving it when you're, when you're habited? Yeah. So oh, it's okay. the same process. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. The same yeah. process. So, so you, so for us, we, you, you have it and then you come and they, they name, they give you, you get your name and they put your hood down. So, okay. So, but you were just kind of in a choir stall or something. Yeah. So this is basically like a ceremony and then they okay. call you. Or, no, I think you see the habit first, and they call you uh, with okay, the name. Okay, so, okay, yeah. So it's okay. all connected with this new man type thing. Understood. Kind of like so, ba- like a re- kind of a baptism of sorts. Yeah, it's, it's kind imagery. of like a, a funeral and a wedding at e- the same time. Absolutely, you know? yeah. So, um, and it, it was really kind of interesting because I was like, oh man, I got to like discover what this link is and stuff. And um, I always loved John Paul II. I mean, he was the Pope when I was up until I was you know in high school and sure. stuff. Um, and now you make me feel old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My experience of, <laughs> was basically from birth to, to entering in the Dominican order. He was the only pope. Yeah. <laughs> so, so until high school. And they, uh, just to go back, just to, you just, he, it was like a moment of inspiration to choose him. There was no yeah. great devotion to him, really, yeah, per Yeah, I mean, se. Uh, my, my mother loves John Paul II. Okay. I, I went and saw him in uh, St. Louis. Okay. Uh, just drive by in the Pope Mobile. Okay, all right. <laughs> got the way uh, in. I went to uh, Toronto, World Youth oh, Day, when okay. I was 11 years old. Okay. Like, so, but okay. I mean, it's not like those were like big moments in my vocation or whatever. Yeah. It was really afterwards that I discovered that... Huh. He'd kind of chosen me. I, um, I was just going to say that for those who are familiar with the video, like I, you know, I'm a I've my own personal experience, and you know, there's there's no doubt that we don't. I mean, we we have a choice that we choose our saints, but we are not in control. Yeah, <laughs> I think our saints have control of the relationship. Sure, we make that choice, but they're they're in control. So you had the same experience. Yeah. I'm so glad I, this is fits yeah. right with my own experience. Your system, so yeah, that's great. It works out. It it, it does. <laughs> yeah, and I think. Um, I mean, it's something that I discovered and especially in the, uh, so, I mean, for, for me, John Paul II, it's the adventure, okay, the adventure the ad- of life. Nice. You know? And a big part of my, my journey was really trying to figure things out and from a, a rational standpoint of trying mm-hmm. to search for what is that truth. Yeah. Um, like the, the aspect of, of, of sports and the adventure of, of uh, climbing a mountain, of bringing youth, helping youth to discover the beauty of God, yeah. the beauty of human love. Yeah. Um, and I think the other thing is the dynamism of, of evangelization. Hmm. And I think that's something that I've always drawn from is just like, this guy was a machine, you know? But, <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then and that's part of like, the the part of it that like was intimidating to me because he was so like it's like man this guy's like he's like the what we think of saint is you know they're yeah. like so beyond us yeah. it's like where are we you know yeah. and i was thinking about it and it was actually the weakness of mm. john paul ii mm. that drew me mm. his in his fragility because i knew him as a weak fragile old grandpa <laughs> yeah okay and it was kind of interesting because i think in and I think for those who have like grew up with, with him in that state, it's like yeah. there was a witness that the power of God being perfected in the weakness mm. of this individual. Wow. And, and one of the, the most, I'm going to paraphrase it, but his, homily, his closing homily in Toronto was that we are not the sum of our weaknesses and failures. We are <laughs> the sum of the Father's love for us mm. and the capacity to become the image of his son. So, and that was, that was, that's my vocation story. Wow. That's my vocation story is that, you know, discovering that the Lord's love is greater than even my weakness mm. and that I can be a channel of this, of this mercy. Um, and yeah, to, to help others to discover his love, um, just by this, this relationship that I have with him. Um, first of all, that's an experience that we all have. Um, that we're called to in yeah. prayer. Sure. And he was a witness of that. I Absolutely. Mean, incredible witness of that. Um, the late uh, Cardinal George of Chicago, he he wrote me a letter and I was asking him about John Paul II because I was like, okay, I got to figure out who John Paul II is. <laughs> now that, like, yeah, but now that yeah. I have my name. <laughs> and he wrote me a letter and he said, uh, he's a man who prayed much and he, he, he went face to face with the Lord every day mm. carrying all those he was carrying his heart and presenting them to the Lord. Mm. And I think that's part of the, the, the witness that he, you know, we all have that, 
that image of the lo- of John Paul II, yeah. like the Good Friday, the the Stations of the Cross yes. when he couldn't walk it, yeah. and just embracing that cross. You know, he was carrying the whole church, the whole world, all of humanity mm. in that cross. He was carrying in his flesh. Yeah. Wow. You know, and I, it's, it's interesting you say that because my first thoughts go to the more, you know, not necessarily young man, but at least. Sure. But, but, but going but, skiing. Yeah. Yeah, like. yeah. Or just those images or him literally traveling around the world. He came, he actually came to, to San Francisco. Gosh, I must've been like 12 or 13 years mm. old, right at the time. And so it was, and he was kind of in the, if you will, the heyday of his, of his, you know, literally trying to get to all the different continents, you know, sure. several times. And for a modern, it kind of set the, standard of expectation for how much a, a pope can travel as you yeah. say a machine in that way just you yeah. know, his itinerary was was uh, legendary uh so that was uh, when you asked me about him that's that's my first mm. thoughts it's interesting given the kind of a little generational uh, distance there that yeah. that your experience is, is really when he's not at his full functional mm. kind of strength but in the kind of the stuff the way of the cross the, yeah. that sense of his own fragility and yet the love of God still shining through us. I mean, St. Paul's saying, basically, it makes it clear that <laughs> it's not us, it's the Lord. Yep. And when we do it right, or at least we're open to mm. have the Lord do it, how powerful it can be beyond our own expectation. For sure. sure. Now, you're studying for the priesthood, am I right? Yes. W- tell me, what excites you about, about being a priest? The future, so, the, the potential, or at least the, 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 the Yeah, the, I mean, the uh, that. like I said, the, the thing that really struck me was praying the Mass. Okay. Um, yeah. when it, what struck me in yeah. terms of my, my conversion yeah. or reversion experience. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, that, that's the first thing. Yeah. You know, a priest is, is, is Called to do, acting yeah. in the, the person of Christ yeah. and, and celebrating the Mass for the salvation of the world. That's right. Like, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Who's got it better than that? <laughs> exactly, being yeah. part of that process. Yeah. yeah, so that's just like... The, the the bare bones for me yeah. but at the same time uh i mean i've just i the lord has definitely put in my heart this this, yeah. this fire for evangelizing and um yeah and i think that that being a minister uh, as saint paul says an ambassador of that mercy of god yeah i mean wh- who better and that's just the the brief experience that i've had as a brother is the greatest joy i have is when i'm capable to say at the end of the day that wow like i was given to the lord and i was capable of the lord was able to use me and to Mm -hmm. to work through me to help communicate his love to people and as a brother i mean i've already experienced that because you're just you're 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 thrown to the dogs in a certain sense you (laughs) You put on the habit and you might as well be ordained for 30 years (laughs) right and everyone expects and i've i've heard i've heard lots of confessions i'll bet you have i have not given any absolutions yet (laughs) but uh and it's funny because i've had like like you said when i was a brother they doing hospital ministry so can can you hear my confession i said well well no i'm not a priest and then they just launch in anyway and i'll just like okay they just have a need to you know obviously keep it confidential and you play your blessing you make it clear you need to see them this is not formal absolution but it's interesting you have the same experience of <laughs> yeah and i think that's something that's that's grown with time i mean it's kind of i mean that's another generational thing i mean yeah. in the sense that like i've i've been in a religious in a church in crisis mm, and yeah. i was actually at the scene hall seminary when the whole mccarrick scandal came out oh my goodness and it's kind of crazy because like those are the moments we're just like okay well are you sure god like yeah <laughs> there's this capacity uh we you know, to, to those who have been given much, much will be asked of them. Yeah. And that's very daunting. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, I, there was this profound sense of this, still this invitation, mm-hmm. this call to be conformed to Christ, to be conformed to Christ and his priesthood. And we all mystically, the, the mystical uh, body, the, 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 the royal priesthood, we're all car- called to, to participate in that priesthood of Christ. But I, I, it's kind of one of those striking things. It's like, well, in the midst of that mess or whatever, there's still that call to say, okay, well, I choose you. Whom, whom shall I send? Yeah. Choose, you know, send me, yeah, send Lord. me, Lord. Send, send me. me. Here I'm I ready. am. Here I am. The Samuel. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. So I think, um, yeah, I think there's, there's definitely that, that attraction to just, um, we live in a time that just needs Jesus. Yeah. That's, Amen. that's Amen. the only answer. The bottom line, <laughs> Jesus. And, are we bringing Jesus to others? And that's the 
yeah, what am I capable of doing today? Because I'm not a priest yet, and I'm God willing one day. Sure. But trying to live that today and uh, every day of my life um, to, to live that conformity with Christ, and then hopefully one day that'll make me all the better of a priest. So. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for choosing <laughs> this way of life, and, and may God bless you in your continued thank you. uh, vocation and, and formation. We look forward to your eventual <laughs> ordination, but 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 even that sense of how God is going to use you, it's, it's been driving you. I, I can definitely tell you talked about St. Teresa. I wasn't familiar with St. Teresa of the, of the Andes. Andes, Andes. Yeah. yeah. Infinite joy. I like that. That's what it fits right with the radiating. That's what we're, mm. St. Dominic's, what do we do? We radiate the joy of the gospel in the heart of the city. That's what we're all about. And uh, so to, to see that in, even in you is just a powerful inspiration for myself and hopefully for those who uh, share this moment with us. Uh, and thanks too. Uh, we don't, really know each other so thanks for giving me the time and, yeah, and for sure. being willing to to sit down and, and, and chat is there maybe one final thing i always like to end with like kind of a, a fun fact or favorite food or something like so, so someone who knows you someone even who knows you might know any any fun fact about you so to speak that fun that fact. That, that, that that someone who who may not know you would find interesting I, the, the painting thing already threw me for a curveball i didn't expect you to yeah be, um, uh, be a purveyor of the fine arts well, I think the, the the seven seven brothers type thing. Seven is, brothers. It's kind of it's kind of funny. I yeah. was I was in France, living in France last year, yeah. and somebody came up to me and they said, "You know, back in the day when there was still the king of France, yeah, the if there was the seventh child yeah. who was like, for example, the seventh boy or the seventh girl, the king was their godfather." Mm. So it was like there there's like a royal link to it. I was like, oh, okay, that, that's interesting. Uh, discover that uh, interesting the seven the seven number is also has that uh, <laughs> that's interesting that it's divine pretty. number to it. Oh, but, yeah, um, he's got the divine kind of covenantal thing that you got going on there, the Jewish um, shiva there. There you go. <laughs> right, so you've got kind of a belongs thing. So once again, you're the king of kings has claimed you. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, that's that's <laughs> that was it. part of that discovery. Like, just like oh here. I like that. Good fun fact. Favorite food? Um, Chicago pizza. Oh, you know, deep dish? Deep dish pizza. Okay, well. <laughs> yeah. Is there, is there, a, is there a, if I find myself in the, in, in the, uh, uh, the haunts of, of Chicago. Is there a particular uh, good representation of the best of Chicago? Yeah. So there's there's traditionals kind of Uno's, Giordano's. Okay. 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 Those are those are kind solid of stuff. Solid uh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. Very good. But and then I love ribs and uh, Mexican food. Okay. So I mean, I, I love everything. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm with you. But, but, uh, but, but deep dish Chicago style. Of course, yeah. That's that's, 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 <laughs> that's something I crave when I'm abroad. So now, let's let's be honest. That's not really pe- that. That's more like casserole. Are we going to at least meet there? Yeah, I mean, that's not it's really dangerous a... because you, you want to eat more. Yeah. But like if you eat more, yeah. you're just feel so full you're just like okay because people argue what's better New York or Chicago New York or Chicago and it's like it's kind of like they're kind of almost two not even on the same different species thank you (laughs) different species like talking about angels I mean St. Michael's the greatest but the other ones are kind of you know they're still angels it's not like they're not angels so (laughs) (laughs) different they're all different species exactly (laughs) exactly more like Azrael well potato potato (laughs) exactly (laughs) thank you uh, certainly for for joining us giving us this time and hopefully for all those of you who joined us. Uh, this has been a moment that you've, as Pope St. John Paul II said on his inauguration, open wide the doors of your hearts. Hopefully uh, this moment has uh, opened your heart to the Lord, opened your ears to hear his word, and may all that you do this day, this week, radiate the joy of the gospel here in the heart of the city. Amen? Amen.